I've had over 40 pizzas in the last day. Stay tuned. Stay, stay, stay tuned. Stay, stay tuned. Day of reckoning will come. <laughs> stay tuned. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to episode 18 of the Pseudo Ludo podcast. I'm joined here by Brian hey. and. <laughs> <laughs> And Nick. Hello. All right, you you dastardly villains. Let's uh let's get into this. How you been doing? I've been doing. What about you, Murph? Yeah, I've been done doing. <laughs> I just spit up water all over myself. You do that every week. Good. All right, we have a very special episode today, and by special I mean absolutely mediocre. Whoa. But thank you for tuning in, anyways. Uh, we're gonna talk mostly about Ghost of Tsushima, which we're still all playing. None of us have really played anything else uh, this past week, other than some Overwatch on uh, on my part and Nick's part. Uh, Brian, that does it for you, though, right? Just Ghost? Yes, sir. All right, so why don't we just uh, hit some news first. Uh, a, a couple little items. We covered most of it last week on the Xbox uh, reactions, but, you know, we got a, little, a few follow-ups, a little small details. Uh, so first up, uh, the... PS Plus games for August are Fall Guys and Modern Warfare 2 Remastered. Uh, we all know what Modern Warfare 2 is, but Fall Guys, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious. What do you, what do you guys, like, I don't even know what to think of this. It looks fun. It looks like something in the vein of uh, Gang Beasts that we can all get, all yeah, get in yeah. on uh, online and just mess around for a little while. Yeah, I agree. It, it, I don't really know exactly what's happening, but it looks like some kind of multiplayer survival thing. I haven't watched gameplay yet. Yeah, I feel like I've heard this title before, but apparently not because it hasn't come out yet. Oh, you're thinking you're thinking Fallout Boy. Oh. All right, I'm looking at gameplay right now. A Redditor said this this clip has me sold on it, and yeah, it does look very fun. It looks like I hope you can lobby up and play with friends because it looks pretty chaotic. <laughs> yeah, you're literally just on a it's like a wipe wipeout style uh, obstacle course. And you seem to just be trying to survive through it all. There's like, you know, swinging wrecking balls and those little, you know, things that turn. <laughs> I don't really have the vocabulary to describe it, but yeah. All right. It looks fun and it's free. So up next. Yeah. So the, it looks like the, there's a leaked image that suggests that the faceplates on the PS5 are swappable and you can probably customize it that way, which I think is pretty cool. This isn't confirmed yet. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Would you... Would you keep the default like white plates, or would you swap it out? I would probably swap I'd it. I'd probably swap. Depends. It. Depends on the options. I f- I feel like the default color scheme is a little sus, so I'd probably go for a more monochromatic look. But depends. All black. The Batmobile. Yeah. Does it come in black? Yeah, I like something that kind of is understated, but I also have a bright red PS4 with the Spider-Man logo on it right now, so. I don't know if I can really say that. That's definitely a honestly. cool idea, though, to, to do that. Like, you could really brand it with licensed stuff. And like you were saying earlier off the off mic, that you could do, like, the collectible editions as yeah, plates, yeah. not just as the console, console itself, which is a cool yeah. idea. Yeah, I really like it specifically for that idea because there are so many collectible editions that look dope, but, like, what am I going to do? You know, buy a new PS4 every time? No, so... And it's weird because those, you know, collector's editions and stuff are usually marketed towards the most hardcore fans, obviously. You know, like, a, a casual person's probably not buying the, you know, special Last of Us edition of a PS4. 
So it does make more sense to be able to sell that to people that already have your console, I think. So yeah, we'll you know we'll see more on that. Give me, stay tuned. Give me the farming simulator version, or give me death. Yes. What would that look like? Just a red barn, just a tractor style. No, just a, tractor. a nice, maybe a John Deere branded, like on the other side. Oh yeah, that like green, that'd be yellow, cool, like green. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> use that, but <laughs> I think a full sure size tractor would. that also has an HDMI would be more what I'm envisioning. Yeah. Well, it's more simulatory, I guess. You still have to use a controller. You can't just. You have to sit in like, the. You know yeah, you how have to ride it. You know how lawnmowers and tractors and stuff have those safety switches where if you hop off the seat a little bit, it like shuts it off. I do now. Well, they have those, but this tractor that you have to sit in the tractor to keep your console on, <laughs> but you still have to just use a controller. Yeah, I'm all in on that. Where do I get this? GameStop. Your local uh, John Deere certified. Uh... GameStop and John Deere. <laughs> it's like wait, it's like those those KFC Taco Bell combos at John Deere GameStop. You can go and get <laughs> all your lawn and video game needs. Right. What are wait? What are those? Those combos? The Pizza Hut, KFC, Kentaco Hut. I think there's a KFC, KFC Taco Bell. Uh, you're right there. Isn't there an A and W like literally a root beer one, yeah. place? Yeah. With what KFC? Yeah, I think KFC's everything. Hi, hey guys, we we we've uh we haven't done our Taco Bell review podcast yet, and we definitely should get that going. Oh, uh, you know, the global pandemic kind of put the. Yeah, well, guess what? There's drive-through. No, I know, Is but I'm not? saying that kind of. Can I have two Gordillo crunches and a chicken quesadilla? Thanks. That's it. So up next, Ghost of Tsushima is now PS4's fastest-selling first-party original IP debut with more than that's a lot of qualifiers. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> like how, how many does on a Sunday <laughs> when it's exactly 73 <laughs> degrees? Yeah. Uh, but anyways, it did sell more than 2.4 million units. <laughs> more uh, than 2.4 first... copies. <laughs> Why? It, that's from the tweet. It said, "It said that in the tweet." From no, I'm saying two point four, not million. There's two point four. <laughs> like, all, like, like clearly, everyone in this chat got it. But they, maybe, maybe someone only got point four. Hasn't Nick, downloaded yet. Nick hasn't fucking gotten this yet. You kidding me? He he did only play the first hour. That was last week. It went it oh, went idiot. back from last week. All right, so I don't know if I finished that sentence, but uh, in the first three days of sales, it sold 2.4 million units globally. So that's uh, that's really good for them. I'm really happy for Sucker Punch. Uh, clearly, it just shows you like how many PS4s are out in the wild right now, and I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> they're roaming and they're dangerous. That, but yeah, so anyway, speaking of Ghost of Tsushima, there was a patch that came out. Uh, so patch 1.05... So this added a couple new difficulties. It added a lethal difficulty where I think everything is more deadly. So like the enemies can kill you in fewer hits and you also can kill them in fewer hits, which I like that. I like the idea where it's way more high stakes and uh, more realistic, I guess, because you can't really get hit with a sword more than once and and be okay. Uh, So I'm kind of a fan of that. And then there's also a easier mode for people who just want to experience the story and explore and stuff without uh having any like combat problems it's easier to stealth around and enemies are are weaker that kind of thing uh but yeah that's pretty much it they 
fix like some text issues where you can uh, change the size of uh, the font and stuff of the subtitles. But that is about it. Will you guys try out the lethal difficulty mode? Probably not, but I like when developers continue to support single-player titles like this. I know that Sony Ben did this a lot with Days Gone, and it's cool to see them adding some stuff like this right off the bat. But I'm probably just going to stick with the standard offerings, but it's cool. Yeah, I think I would turn it on maybe just to mess around, you know? Uh, but I don't think I would want to play through the whole game with that on. I'm I'm liking the difficulty where it is. It seems like it's very well balanced. Uh, and we might as well just get into kind of what we want to talk about for the rest of the show is just our continued reactions to Ghost of Tsushima. So uh, I guess we could actually start just how far into it are, are each of us. I'm Why don't, about... Wait, hold on. Why don't you take the first floor here because you haven't spoken on it yet. Okay. And then we can follow up. Yeah. Why don't you take it? All right, take yeah. the wheel. All right, so I'm about, I'm at the beginning of Act Two, but I've actually played a whole lot. I cleared out all of the first uh, third, you know, the the bottom island area. Everything, uh, or just the outposts, all... like all the side missions too. Oh yeah, not all the side missions, but I did all the outposts and all the everything except the fox dens and the side quests. I did all the Pillars of Honor, all that kind of thing. What's your beef with foxes? I just, there's so many of them. It, it, it actually, it vastly outnumbers like the rest of the stuff there is to do, it seems like. But that's probably, if, if you could even call that a complaint, which I wouldn't even call it that, that's probably one of the only complaints I have. Like, I'm loving the game. It's, it's, it's been like just so fun and so chill. It's exactly like the type of game I was looking for. Just a pretty low not low stakes but like low uh energy kind of open world assassin's creed style game it's basically the best assassin's creed game i've ever played yeah i agree spot on with that yeah i mean that's like the story is is pretty good i like the like just the samurai theme in general you know i, I think Jin is a, like a really cool like badass hero there's not too much character depth, at least yet, for me, just because, I mean, I haven't gotten too far into the story. I guess I'm only about halfway through. And, I mean, the characters are all kind of, not cliche, but they're, you know, nothing's too out there so far for me. But I have enjoyed some of the smaller tales. I like Lady Masako kind of helping her on that revenge quest. It's, like, really sad. And that's just, like, that. I like that, like, bitter that bittersweet war story, you know, you see like this mother trying to avenge her, her children, stuff like that. But, uh, I don't know what else, what else, what else is there to discuss on this? I, I really like the customization options too. That's like one thing I was actually surprised by how much depth there was to it. I didn't really expect that. Uh, I guess in all the marketing stuff I had seen, I wasn't really, seeing any anything other than like a couple armors and stuff like that i'm i'm pretty shocked by all the dyes and all the all the headbands and helmets you can find it's been really cool to kind of adjust based on what i'm doing like if i'm roaming through the open world i'll put the traveler's gear on and if i'm uh if i want to sneakily you know take out a base i'll i'll wear like the ronin attire or something and then if i'm just kind of in an all-out fight i can put on some of the heavier samurai armors. I, I really like the versatility there. 
and how they each do something and it actually feels like they're doing something differently. Whereas I, in, in a lot of games, it's just cosmetic and it doesn't really feel like you have to make any of those choices. I think it makes sense in this game because like if you're wearing that samurai armor, of course you're going to be, you know, spotted easier and stuff, but it does make more sense that you have more health now. So I like those, the kind of give and take of that. How do you deal with upgrading if you're switching that often? Do you upgrade anything? Yeah, I've, I've upgraded all the armors that I wear, not up to the final level, but up to the third out of four levels. Jeez. So, yeah. You must come in contact with a lot of supplies. Yeah, I have the charm that doubles. I think it doubles. I don't know if it doubles it, but it gives you way more supplies for every supply you find. So I haven't had a problem with supplies. The only thing I'm low on is iron, actually. That's like the whole time. That's the only thing I can't find enough of. I fully upgraded my, I forgot the name of it. Is it the Tonto blade? Like the smaller, smaller assassination one, yeah, the blade? Dagger thing. That, yeah. yeah, that one's fully upgraded so I can do really fast assassinations. Um, and then I have, I think, two more upgrades left on my katana. Yeah, I think I have one more on the katana. And then I also did all of them on the dagger. But I've been trying to get the armors up more, but I, I'm always lacking in supplies. Yeah, you got to find that. It's called the charm of Inari. That's definitely the best charm I've ever found. I probably already have it because I'm further than you and I've done everything on the first two islands. Yeah, then you definitely have it if you've done all the shrines. So, because that's on the first island, you should definitely check that out. Yeah, I definitely have it, but I don't have it. Throw that on. Assuming I don't have it equipped, maybe I do, and I don't even know. But because you need you need to get one of the armors leveled up all the way that I wasn't already doing. Like I'd put a lot in a different armor, and then you also need to have your sword leveled up all the way for the trophies. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I haven't checked any of the trophy requirements like too much. I I've perused through it, but I haven't really tried doing anything yet. It seems like it's going to be pretty laid back and kind of just after I beat the story, clean everything up. I'm thinking of trying to do everything before I beat the story, yeah, so that that's I, it's what just I'm like aiming for. Because it doesn't even seem like the game where I'm going to want to have to do like 50 fox dens all you know for the last like four hours of gameplay or yeah, something that's trash so i i'm trying my best and I'm, i might be overcompensating actually because i haven't played too much story but i'm trying my best to like do this side stuff at a good pace uh so that i'm not left with like a huge amount of it at the end and i think i'm doing pretty well in that respect i probably actually have to do more uh side quests more than anything i'm at like the end of the story like the mission that I have up next seems to be one of, if not the final mission. So my intent is just like, I went back and cleared out everything in the second Island, except for some of the side missions. And then I'm going to go and do everything on the third Island and then be there. Like you're saying, and then there will still be clean up. I'm sure, but yeah. I doubt to the extent that it would have been if I wasn't paying fairly careful attention to it also i got the sly cooper armor all is right in the world yeah hey congratulations you can't convince me that this isn't just sly five you, you just can't that's fine I, i'm happy for I'm you playing to... as ryuichi cooper good good nick how, how's um you know how how's, how's it grown on you since last week's episode if you haven't seen last week's episode check it out it's on youtube it's on whatever service you're listening to yeah so nick what are you thinking so far give us an update I still think it's a really good game. I am starting to come around on the opinion that it's better than Horizon. But I'm not quite there yet. 
I I am of that opinion so far. I will have to adjust it as I beat the story and see, you know, obviously things could change. I could like it less, but right now I like it more than Horizon. Yeah, I'm not quite there yet. I'm about to go to Castle Canada or however you pronounce it in the first section, the end of the first section, I'm assuming. I don't know. I, I'm not really trying to get everything like you guys are. It's, I'm just kind of roaming about and then as things come come along, that's how I take care of them. It makes for a more uh, natural feeling when the way the way I play. Because even back in the day when I tried to play like Fallout Four, I tried to do like everything. That gets tedious and boring eventually. So I like the more natural flow of things, just riding around and going to things that you actually see instead of just clicking around on your map. I I have like two different modes with this game. One is when I'm going through the story. And I have, you know, my my headset on, I'm listening to everything, I'm engrossed in whatever story is going on. And then I also have kind of a mode where I just have like my AirPods in and I'm listening to audiobooks and podcasts and kind of just walking around the world as like just something to do while I'm listening. You know what I mean? It, it's like more I'm more focused on on the, the book or whatever, but it kind of just gives me something to do as I'm sitting there. So I, I really like it for that. It's a great podcast game, which is a, a term I love and there are definitely good podcast games out there. I think that's the case for a lot of open world games, but I know what you mean with the yeah the exploration. And yeah. this is very good, so I could. See I think that. this one's even. I think it's bit like better than most because there's those like, there's the birds, there's the foxes. I have the wind uh, unlocked that takes me to, it points to new vanity items and to new shrines. So, I don't even have to kind of open the menu up and you know start paying attention i kind of just keep walking wherever wherever the wind is taking me which i it's it's a really really i really like that that model because even in horizon or skyrim whatever open world game when you do want when you complete something and you do want to go to the next task that you want to do you usually pull your map up you look for the icons you know this is just such a what an amazing natural way to get you from place to place without ever taking you out of that world like you never even have to press start or options and and bring up the map if you don't want to i'm a big big fan of the guiding wind yeah i like that you don't need to do that though if you don't want to like especially after you liberate all the outposts like you can just go to all the different question marks like a normal right like standard open yeah because sometimes yeah that's true even though I, i do like the the emphasis on natural exploration and immersion in the world but sometimes you're just you know you're just trying to get stuff done murph all right we got platinums yeah. to get. We got Sly Cooper armor to find. And one one other big shout out is how how great are these load times? Like the fast traveling is so or so fast that I like I don't even have time to to get bored. You know, it's usually in games like Spider Man. I think I only fast traveled a couple times, and probably only for the trophy. You know what I mean? Uh, in this game, I I feel like. Don't feel slowed down at all when I fast travel. Yeah, they figured so something out over there at Sony recently with uh, Last of Us and this. The respawn times and load times are crazy. Yeah, it's incredible. It's awesome. What other thoughts do you guys have? Did you guys, if you pre-ordered, did you listen to the digital mini soundtrack that came with it? No, I did pre-order, but I did not listen to that. I... Yeah, I saw that in my library. I, I haven't listened. I assume it's just, is it just, have you listened to it? No, I was just asking. I see it on my home bar, and I want to kind of like click it and then just leave it on and you know vibe because I'm guessing it's gonna be, gonna, <laughs> yeah, that, gonna be get, peaceful. Get yeah, 
yeah, it's definitely the music in that game is great. Just the atmosphere is so good. Love everything about that game. Yeah, the presentation. I don't really have. Go ahead. Just the presentation's top notch, and like the aesthetic and everything. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Jin himself? And and do you have any favorite characters other than you know the ghost himself? I think all the characters are kind of not. None of them are bad, but I'm not a fan of Kenji. I don't know if you've gotten to that point. Not a Kenji Either fan. Sake. Sake salesman. Yeah, he's like a, a real comedic relief guy, but everyone else is fine. I don't think there's anyone that necessarily strikes me as being iconic or but they all they all serve the story well and there's enough enough depth in all the main cast of characters, especially in some of the side missions there are there are some pretty good emotional beats if you seek yeah. them out, but I don't think it's it's I would say it's above average video game storytelling, but not like exceptional or anything. It's fine. the The world is the star, though. Yeah, I think it doesn't break out of its genre, but it doesn't really need to. I think it's like just a really good story within the 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 samurai genre. So I kind of just appreciate them all for kind of like the tropes, you know. Yeah, it's very it honors the the genre, which it pulls from very intensely like it's definitely a product of the genre in a very yeah purposeful way which is cool and i don't i don't think Jin is a breakout mascot character the way aloy is like you know she's iconic now i think she's such a great character i love aloy she could definitely be used in advertising and she already will be for horizon uh for the ps5 and i don't think Jin has that same charisma but i think he's really good as just kind of a just a character for this this type of story, you know. Yeah, he serves the the story well. I don't I don't think he's necessarily bland, but just that's exactly stark. the word I was going to use. I really? think it's pretty bland. Yeah, he's like I would use he's stoic. stoic, but like on like on purpose. Like that's the point, you know. Like the story. Yeah. That's what the story is trying to convey: is this honorable samurai and the push and pull between the right. order and the you know chaos of the ghost path I feel like there isn't that. enough uh i don't know emotional reaction from him for when he does do the ghost like paths the coward way or whatever i feel like they could have made that a little bit more in depth like the more you assassinated people like maybe give you different comments as you're talking to people saying that you were upset about it i don't know but it just seems like, oh, ha ha! Remember that tournament? I stab people in the back. Now that's what thieves do. Yeah the the commentary on whether or not the game is trying to portray that as bad or good is very strange. Like I can't really get a grasp on if they're trying to say what he's doing is good or bad or neither. I think that what I'm getting so far is that it's it's bad but necessary. Yeah, you know what I I'm guess, saying? Like, yeah. like. And that's kind of how, I guess it's a war story, you know, and like war isn't good. Killing people isn't good, but, you know, sometimes your hand is forced like in a, you know, in a case like this, maybe at least in this story, that's how it's portrayed where you kind of have to decide whether you value, you know, the lives of your people or the values you uphold, which one's more important at the end of the day. It's a cool clash. I think... I'm hoping it does get a little bit more in depth. It's been getting, I've been seeing more of his character, like the more hot springs you unlock, stuff like that. 
Oh, you've been you've been seeing more of them the more hot springs you go to. Oh yeah, that's those. <laughs> that, those are some some great graphics. His strut. Yeah, I do like I do like where a lot of the story beats are going. I don't want to spoil anything. This isn't a spoiler cast, uh, but I guess we will have to do one of those at some point because I'm sure by the end of the game there will be a lot to talk about. I think I th- I think uh, one of the better performances is the Khan himself. I forgot the I forget his first name, uh, but yeah, Koten Khan. I think he's just he's like every time he comes on screen, I I pay extra attention because he's just I he's really magnetic. I think he does a really really good job with the the acting. He's not just like he, I mean he's a bad guy, but he's not just like a one note character. He definitely he has some com- complexity to him. Which I appreciate. Yeah. That's all I have to say. That's all? That's, yeah. That's... Patrick, uh, Patrick Gallagher, friend of the show. So, so any, any closing thoughts for you guys at the end of this episode? No, I mean, we might have to do a follow-up when we all beat it, but I don't want to say too much story-wise because yeah, um, further, but I think I still am loving it. I think the longer you go, I think that the the combat can get a little repetitive because a majority of what you're doing is just fighting mongols but it's it's never boring per se but i i can see it getting a little long in the tooth by by platinum time but i still like it a lot one of my favorites of the year and i'm proud of my boys at sucker punch yeah good for them i i've been a fan of all their games but this one is definitely all of them huh <laughs> all the ones that you know I was a fan of Infamous Second Son when it came out, but what about um a certain Cooper? Oh, uh, I'm a, I'm a fan of Sly Cooper casually yeah, right. no, from not. from a distance. You're I've a played closer. I played one of his games. Carry if on. you didn't catch if you didn't catch me playing that game, I would have beat it by now. Cat, wait, why? Because I was like in a rush to do it. To, catch you? To... You did it in the public eye. You just yeah, stood I did. it under I, a spotlight with it. <laughs> I had it on private, and it still somehow went through because I was on a party chat. I thought that would hide it, but sad. Uh, yeah. So good for them. I'm happy for them. You guys want to wrap it up, Nick? Where can they find us? They can find us in several places. They can find us on Twitter at pseudolittlecast. They can find us on Instagram at pseudolittlepod. They can find us on YouTube, which most of our things are just a still image with our voices playing. But we're there. And we are often at Dunkin' Donuts and Taco Bell as a collective. Both those companies are friends of the show. Uh, I don't know if Dunkin's a friend of the show. They are. I'm not willing to extend them friendship. They're like that friend that, like, they're your friends, but when they get around their other friends, they act a little different towards you. <laughs> You know yeah, what I, you know what I, I mean. Yeah, I think you nailed that. I don't know what it is about that company, but you're right. <laughs> Why them over Starbucks? Well, now nah, Starbucks is Starbucks? the kid that like nah. it, you know is in your class, and but you know, you don't really talk to them. <laughs> Starbucks doesn't doesn't care about wow. you. So you you buy you know like you would be friends with Starbucks if if they ever talk to you, but they don't even they don't you're invisible to them. Next time you go to Starbucks, get a puppuccino for your dog or for your Murphs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love a puppuccino. What is it, whipped cream? It, is that all it is? Yeah, just whipped cream in a cup. Whipped cream pouring like waterfalls. But all right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Uh, bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye.
What is pseudo Ludo? 